Hello and welcome to the Crystal Podcast on iCode Media. Today I had a great conversation with JT Garwood, and we talked about supply chain issues with medical supplies and uh, figuring out ways to streamline that through their company called Button. It was a really interesting conversation for me. Please enjoy our conversation, and as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, write a review, and share it with your friends. So today I want to talk about the MyDay Multifocal for just a second. It has been a really great thing in our practice for our patients who are presbyopes of all areas, but you know those tricky presbyopes are always the ones that are kind of emerging where they don't want to give up any of their faraway vision, but they're having some struggles up close. And so what uh, the MyDay Multifocal has been able to do for us is to allow those patients to transition into a multifocal more easily. And then as we have those patients progress into other levels where they need more ad powers it's been a nice smooth transition so the ultimate hurdle that we've seen in our practice before the my day multifocal was that we'd have patients who would resist any transition to a multifocal lens because of that distance blur we just haven't seen that so if you haven't started using my day multifocal in your practice I would encourage you to start, check it out, uh, contact, reach out to your Cooper reps for those trial lenses uh, and commit to My Day Multifocal for your patients. I think they're going to like it. If you haven't checked out MacuHealth yet for your patients in Category 1 through Category 4, I think there's a lot of evidence that you should be considering. The first is if we just look at AREDS 2 and what they, they talk about, MacuHealth is a, so for patients in Category 3 and Category 4 um, AMD, MacuHealth is a great option for them that follows that entire, um, that entire protocol, and it also adds mesozeaxanthine to the mix, which if you look at some of the evidence, I believe shows me that it's going to thicken the macular pigment better than without mesozeaxanthine. It also uses the a correct AREDS2 dose of zinc uh, at 25 milligrams, and so you don't have to worry so much about the potential side effects of zinc. The other thing to, to think about, and it's beyond the scope of this, although you've probably heard me talk on other podcasts, is that in patients in category one and two, there may be some additional benefit uh, to supplementing them with something that may be a little bit less than the AREDS2, so you don't have to add as much to it. And that's where I use the MacuHealth LMZ3. And so I think if you haven't done this yet, I'd consider MacuHealth in your practice and for your patients. And it's been great for my patients, and, um, and we really feel like we have the ability to uh, help those patients in all categories of macular degeneration. JT, thanks for coming on. Tell me about what your company does. Yeah, awesome. Uh, first of all, thanks so much for having me. I'm really appreciative of the time and uh, looking forward to the opportunity to have a good discussion. Um, so Button's the next generation healthcare distributor. We're blending best-in-class e-commerce and B2B marketplaces with what you can traditionally expect out of healthcare distribution. Uh, saving customers 20 to 40 percent on their medical supply procurement. Uh, we serve typically uh, the entirety of the alternate site market. Uh, that's inclusive of ODs to physicians to dentists and family offices all across the country. In our first year, we served over 7,000 customers across the country, and we're really on a rush to see how many more we can serve um, and just really looking to be that next generation of healthcare distribution. And what I spend a lot of time talking about and thinking about is that up to, I think, 50% of a medical practitioner's time is actually on the administration of their practice. And that's unbelievable to me, right? The, the fact that we have tools in place that can automate and technology that can potentially make this better. Um, and so really what we're doing is we're trying to save people as much time and money on that process of administration and back office responsibilities that's only mounting, right? And then you take the pandemic, right, which which put everybody in an absolute spin cycle for how they're spending their time, whether it's with patients or with back office responsibility, supply shortages, staffing shortages, right? And this all of these problems just come to the forefront. And so what Button's trying to do is address all of those from the medical supply perspective, which ends up taking up quite a lot of the time that each one of these practices um, is spending on that administrative aspect. And so by having a very easy to use, very easy to understand, really just a delightful digital experience, we're trying to save and give back some of that time. Um, but the problems are greater than just time spent in the doctor's office, right? We're talking about the lack of transparency that generally is, uh, is missing from this market. We're talking about the way that these distributors and uh, different organizations across the country that provide medical supplies how they're getting these materials to customer, the pricing that they set that at, 
it's all inclusive of what Button's trying to fix and why we believe that when you're a technology first company, we can pinpoint some of those weaknesses and provide really a wonderful digital experience to, um, to help alleviate some of those pains. Uh, the biggest thing, JT, that I'm hearing when I think about kind of your immediate benefit to the practice is when I have supplies in my practice. So, uh, you know, from an optometric standpoint, the things that we use would be like kind of our consumables would generally be like medications, specifically drops that we would use in the office or things that we might sell to our patients over the counter medications. Uh, some practices would sell prescription medications, but not many of them. Uh, and then um, other consumables, I suppose the consumables we have would be like toiletries and tissues and, you know, uh, sterile types of, of things that can allow us to, you know, like, um, like steroid, like dental bibs, right? We use those for certain things. So is that mainly what you're streamlining that process of ordering? Yeah, it's very all inclusive of everything that you described. Pharm pharmaceuticals are an interesting umbrella underneath this topic, um, that are being addressed by a wide variety of companies. And we focus more specifically on the medical supplies themselves rather than the pharmaceuticals, but button does also offer, uh, quite a wide variety of pharmaceutical, you know, not typical over-the-counter XYZ, but um, really when you're getting into some of the different classes. And so what we focus on um, is also aiming to offer 100% of what each practice across the country purchases, right? And so today, you know, that's understanding who our customers are and understanding what types of products that they're looking for. Obviously, we start with the highest demand products that every practice across the country is using, right? And from there, we're able to actually pinpoint where are the other aspects of the practice that we want to um, go serve, whether it's pharmaceuticals or whether it's equipment, um, whether it's some of the cleaning supplies that you mentioned. We want to be the place that doctors feel comfortable visiting and understanding that this marketplace is built for you, right? We have the supplies that you need. And quite frankly, that doesn't exist today. And so we saw a gap in the market and an understanding that if we can improve the time and experience and still meet the service expectations that each one of these doctors have for their distributors, then we could be onto something really big. When you think about the, you know, so you're, you mentioned equipment. So from a distributor standpoint, you would partner, so you would actually become the distributor for all the things. And, and essentially if, if, a you know, let's just say an x-ray machine uh, that a number of your doctors uses and likes, then you would reach out to the company that manufactures that x-ray machine and say, look, we, we've got a marketplace for this where people are already coming. Is that, is that correct? Can you explain that process? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it is very similar to the process you described. Um, one beautiful part about being a technology-enabled platform is that we uh, are agnostic, right, with our equipment and our suppliers. The way that the system's currently built is that many of these distribution centers have to be based on the types of practices that they're serving, right? And so if um, someone in, let's say, state of Washington, a distributor, wants to serve all the dentists in the state of Washington, most of their inventories and warehousing have to be based around the fact that it's what a dental practice needs in the state of Washington. And it's really limiting when you start to think about that and how that scales, right? You're limited by the warehouse space. You're limited by the customer count, you're limited by your inventory levels. And so you never actually think about expanding because it's all about man maintaining. And that's a lot of the reason that this process has been left outside of the digital transformation that we've seen across other industries that have been in this sort of antiquated distribution approach. And so what Button is able to offer is we can partner with a wide variety of distribution centers sourced from multiple manufacturers. We aren't tied to a single line and we're actually only interested and partnering with the lowest cost providers. So if we can you know, source these materials at a less expensive cost, cut out the middlemen, and deliver them to each one of our customers, just like has been done you know, across every other industry except for medical distribution, it feels like, we're gonna save each one of these practices huge, huge amounts of money. You know, we're seeing 20 to 40% on average when customers switch to button. And we're gonna to continue to do that for every single practice across the country. So how does so where does the cost savings come in? Is it because is it because you can now say for um, paper towels, right? We'll just pick a widget that everybody needs, right? Mm -hmm. So paper towels in your office. Um, 
you're you're just buying in bulk and then you're shipping in in you know you're distributing it to uh where you can kind of maybe five or six offices in one location or in one area need that so you can get a discount on shipping and that all the logistics are taken care of like tell me about that that cost savings and you've also sourced it you know less expensively absolutely the you nailed it on the head with there there's definitely an economy to scale factor here at play you know once we have greater customers we can get better rates on every single one of these factors that lessen the cost of a to run our business but more fundamentally it goes back to our business model versus theirs right and when you think of a technology company versus a a medical distributor you know the inventories the warehouse expense right the property plant equipment that goes along along with that Um, all the capabilities that you would have to build out we don't carry that same cost structure Hmm. And with well, that, why, not? Lack, why don't you have to house anything if you're going to distribute everything to, to me? How does that how does that work? We partner with all distributors across the country. So our distributors keep on, you know, becoming the, and continue to be the master distributor. They're now funneling new sales through button. OK, OK, great. Keep going. Sorry, I interrupted. No worries. Uh, so on top of that, you know, it's it's the fundamental cost structure of the business allows us to pass additional savings to each one of our customers that medical distributors just fundamentally cannot today. Their business model cannot support what Button is able to offer because where we gain 10, 20%, they cannot make up for because that's the way that their business runs. The other side of it is that typically what's happening is that each one of these local doctors are partnered with a sales rep, right? And this sales rep is responsible for coming into the office, for selling them the products, making sure that they're comfortable. But the way that that salesperson is incentivized is to mark up each one of the products to the maximum amount that they can, right, to get a higher commission rate. And so that allows huge differentiation between the price of product that one practice Mm. might be paying versus another. So for example, it's very common that you hear about, let's just take an example of two ODs that have set up maybe a couple miles away from each other. And why you hear about the pricing discrepancy, even though they're purchasing the same product from the same sales rep, from the same company, right? It's because maybe one isn't so great at negotiating, right? Or maybe one isn't buying a lot of one product and is in favor of another product that the company gets less margin on. I fundamentally believe that that process is borderline criminal, right? We cannot allow doctors, our most important resources across the country, to just be at the whim of a sales rep's ability to sell harder into the account. And so if we standardize this experience, through technology and through pricing transparency, we're going to continue to pass along a ridiculous amount of savings as we continue to serve more and more of which each one of these doctors needs. Um, and that's the third point, which is pricing transparency. Yeah, right? I was going to say ask about that. Yeah, when you're upfront about the cost of the product, um, turns out that you save a lot of people money, right? Because they're going to go look at what they're paying for it, just like we all do now when we're searching, you know, Amazon and five other sites for the products that we love at home. A lot of those behaviors are now funneling their way into the business, right? And these B2B purchases are starting to get price compared more, more than ever before. Um, and so we're riding a little bit of that wave um, now that doctors are doing that. And the reason that doctors were doing that is because of the pandemic, right? It's because they couldn't get some of these supplies from their local distributor. So for the first time ever, they looked online. And that's been you know, a huge funnel for us because more doctors are getting comfortable with uh, online shopping. But secondly, you know, I think it goes back to your paper towel example. Some folks are still going to retail. When you can provide a B2B price for what is typically retail, we allow the economies of scale to work in our favor. And it's not like you're going to the store and buying straight off the shelf. You're buying like a business should buy. Um, So we're implementing all of those abilities plus more to pass along cost savings to our customers. You know, when you so when you say about when you talk about supply chain issues, um, the it strikes me that if, again, we'll use the paper towel as the example, if, if we're talking about a paper towel and you have distributors all over the country, or you have a distributor that you've sourced at the lowest price, mm-hmm. um, do you have multiple distributors so that you don't have kinks in the supply chain? How does that work? Absolutely, yeah. We, we have a great variety of distributors um, that funnel into our platform, and you know we're also helping them digitally transform the way that they're doing business, whether it's live inventories or thinking about supply chain optimization and how technology can help with each one of those. 
but um, we constantly see ourselves as on a mission to serve 100% of what each doctor, no matter what type of practice across the country offers. That fundamentally means that we will have to source from a wide variety of distributors and manufacturers. And so when you, when you approach those, um, those distributors and manufacturers, what do they do with their sales force? Or what does the, what does the widget company do with their sales force? They still have them, I would guess. Um, but they're, are they scaling back? Are they, have they, it's just a, a dying breed for that type of widget or what, what are you seeing? It's two sided, right? Because we have a lot of things going on in the macroeconomic environment that are impacting businesses across the country. Matt, what do you mean by macroeconomic? Um, so what's going on in the economy? And so the downturn that we're up against and, you know, seeing what businesses are having to cut back on and look for cost savings. And so naturally, the first place that a lot of these manufacturers and distributors are looking is to, um, you know, squeeze their sales forces, right? And ask for them to create additional profitability at less customer service to their existing customers. So that means that, you know, maybe a sales rep that was serving 100 doctors in a certain area is now serving 500 doctors, you know, and still being asked to produce the same results, if not more. Um, we're also seeing price increases on particular products, right? Which is baffles me after two years of increased spending due to the shortages driven by the pandemic, that we're now going to go back to the doctors and ask them to spend more. That's something that I'm very passionate about. Is why why should we do that? Why do we have to do that in the name of profitability? I don't I don't think so. And then you know, additionally on top of that, we keep going back to this fact that you know people want to use digital ordering to move the ball forward, right? We've had it in our personal life. We're starting to have it in multiple facets of our business. Why shouldn't we be able to price compare top products that our businesses are buying on the internet, right? Those distributors, those incumbent distributors don't want you to do that, right? They don't want you to go price compare against but somewhere they want else. Pay, but they want to partner with you, right? So if they're partnering with you, then you're going to be a place that's going to allow me to come in and so if i have a distributor a that does paper towels distributor b that does paper towels you're saying on the one hand they need to partner with you because their sales force is decreasing but on the other hand they don't want to have to necessarily show they don't want to have both of their pricing displayed at the same time but you are doing that so they must have enough upside in not having to have the sales force where they're willing to compete with one another on a on a one-to-one basis is that correct it's semi-correct. There's some parts of it where they're just not competing, right? These are highly localized businesses, and they're often very focused on the type of practice. So let's take it up an, another level from your paper towel example to the brand of paper towel, okay. right? If we're talking about two different brands of paper towels, maybe brand one is really good with dentists and brand two is really good with ODs. It's going to incentivize both to want to get into the channels that they don't currently have access to. So Button uses that to our advantage, right, in this scenario. We want doctors, both kinds, we don't discriminate against which ones that we're, we're serving. We want both of them to have that wonderful experience of price savings. So if the dentists are paying more than the ODs, maybe we deserve to, hmm. uh, to pass that cost savings of brand one on to brand two, right? And so it's, um, it's multifaceted, but it's a lot to do with market share. Every single one of these brands wants more market share. And the brutal honest truth is that none of them have developed a solid digital strategy or a solid e-commerce strategy today. And they have been refusing to because they thought this wave was never going to come to medical supply. Hmm. And then the COVID-19 pandemic hit and suddenly everyone was purchasing these supplies through the internet. And so we're really um, positioned well, I think, to be the provider that can save people quite a bit of money um, as well as be a great partner for every single one of these manufacturers who want more market share within each one of these uh, verticals so how would i how would how would you stack up against the smiley face arrow uh you know there's some of the stuff that we're talking about that somebody could do that but obviously i you know i suspect that there's a lot of the things we're talking about that they are not they don't have access to but but how do you stack up against kind of that platform versus your platform yeah, I mean, there's no reason to sit here and pretend that um, Amazon can't do whatever they want in whatever space that they enter into. You and want them gonna... to buy you? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> they, uh, 
they do things extremely well, right? And we all know that. We all have had extreme benefits of that for the past 15 years. And I think that that's only going to continue. But quite frankly, I, I think one of the reasons that we don't see it as much in this, be, in this space is because there is a lot of complexity to medical supplies. You know, I always say in every single discussion, let's not forget that doctors have been getting their medical supplies pretty well for the past, you know, history of, of medical supply procurement, right? The system works. And that's important to recognize when we're talking about this topic. Is the system optimized is the question that we're now talking about. It works, correct. Can technology and digital enabled experiences optimize it? When we start to getting into pricing models, right? When we start getting into pharmaceuticals that require specific licensing, right? When we start getting into GPO contracts, right? And all of those technology innovations that don't exist today to verify some of those aspects of purchasing, I think that's the reason why we haven't seen the smiley face company dive headfirst into this because it's a complex model and you need someone who understands it, understands how uh, the metrics work, understands what the doctors need and someone that's so hardcore with technology and is willing to put up and go through some of those barriers and buttons really express that we want to be that company and we are going to be that company because of the innovations that we're making on the platform side. So we're built for doctors, right? We're not built for the masses and we're okay with that because we want to be the platform that serves that community, not others. So do you have, um, are, are you serving, do hospital systems have enough complexity already built into their supply chain management that they are still using their own, their own systems or have they offloaded to you? Are you primarily serving kind of um, small to medium sized doctor's offices? What's, what's your experience so far? in the in the clients absolutely yeah we we focus very specifically on pretty much everyone outside of the health system um, we do have some mm -hmm. focus and we're there for a more stopgap solution for some of those larger hospitals and health systems we do serve you know the smaller facilities that might exist within a health system you know as we know we've seen these massive conglomerates pop up and start to gobble practices across the country yeah uh, and when that well, happens i'm going to pause that so so you've seen that as well you're Absolutely. seeing that you're you're seeing people. What is the from your perspective? Because you kind of uh, I won't say an outsider because obviously you guys are involved in in um, in uh, obviously healthcare related things, right? But you also have this business acumen that puts you slightly outside of what we see as clinicians and as business owners, small businesses owners every day. What is your sense of? I want to, I'm diverting a little bit, but this is interesting sure. to me to get your perspective is yeah. what's your sense of, of how that's playing out and who's going to be left holding the bag and, and kind of give me, yeah, give me your sense of that. I'd say uh, it's, it's a very complex issue, first of all. And there's many different, the, the reason I lead with that is not to divert an answer. It's to acknowledge that it's not just systems, right. That are gobbling up, you know, smaller practices. There's a good value prop there. Right? When we talk about 50% of back office responsibilities are now what clinicians are responsible for, you think about that and you think if uh, someone came to you and said, we can remove that 50% from your plate or we can make that 50% 10%, that's a great offer. That's something that I think most folks would jump at the opportunity to do with, you know, partner that with a, with a cash you know, payout and XYZ and maybe it's liquidation, maybe it's the economy and what we're seeing. Um, but we also have private equity in play, right? This has always been a huge factor in this in this sector. It's not just systems rolling up to become bigger systems. It's investors that see, you know, a majority of these small businesses that are under-optimized because of the lack of economies of scale, right? You can't, you don't have buying power. You can't get discounts on all of these things. And so the way that I've always looked at it um, from an outsider is that just like most things, it has its goods and bads, right? It has its complexities. It has its, you know, it's, it's streamlining capabilities. Um, I think that in general, um, the big struggle comes post-integration, right? So it's after, you know, one of these family offices decides to join the umbrella. What I've had the conversation with both at the health system level and at the family practice level is that maybe that reduction from 50% down to 0% of back office responsibilities doesn't actually happen um, mm. as aggressively mm. maybe as everybody hopes it does. And it goes back to your initial point. 
It's because health systems have very complex, very sound procurement methods that work for big hospitals, right? And so you're taking a tonnage business, lots of materials all the time, moving in and out, tracking, cycling, and you're trying to replicate that with what is more of a one-off purchase business at the at the family office level. And so marrying those two complex, uh, sorry, marrying those two uh, yeah. situations is complex, right? And Button actually is a great solution. And where we have worked with health systems is to integrate with those new onboarded family offices because you know what we can do is say, how about you just give them Button, right? They have access to their entire catalog. They can shop whenever they want. They can get it. And we just funnel you the bill right within the system and then no one's disrupted everybody gets the same level of service and you still get the discounting that a large system would get but the family office gets to reap the benefits of that so um lots of different ways but we're excited about kind of what's going on i think i think to that point i mean it it could also for the for the um, family office that wants to remain a family office uh it obviously gives them another system to to reduce that burden so tell me on average if you're if you're saying 50 percent is is what we're spending on administrative tasks uh in our practices um uh, you know let's say the average dental practice how much would you reduce that 50 percent by uh if they were able to switch to button so i think off the top it's got to be close to 20 to 30 percent depending on the practice but let me tell you the reasons why so Usually what's happening, especially during the pandemic, especially over the past two years, you have a front office resource, hopefully, if you don't have that, right, that primarily falls on the doctor. And you have someone, like I mentioned, coming into your office, maybe a couple times a week. Maybe it takes you, what we're seeing is somewhere between three and six, depending on the size of your practice, different distributors to actually source what it is that you need to run your business. And so those three to six conversations should be one conversation, first of all, right? So there should be a grouping of that, but it's just not how the industry's built. You have to go somewhere for your pharmaceuticals, you have to go somewhere for your equipment, you have to go somewhere, um, you know, who knows, for all the different differentiation that you might have. You might have to still stop by Costco, right, to buy your gloves or or whatever it is that you need. And so you take that, that three to six and you bring it down to one. How much cost savings can that implement just off the bat, right? And then you say, what if that one conversation isn't a phone call, it isn't a meeting, it isn't a fax, it isn't me sending an Excel sheet usage report to this vendor saying, this is what I need, what prices do you have? You're not taking that back to price compare against other websites where you can, can't really find anywhere else to price compare. You're not calling the other distributor to see if they can price match and I'm giving the most dramatic example, but yeah, I yeah. all to highlight that this is very real. And what Button does is says, you don't have to do that. When you purchase with us, you know that our business model is fundamentally built to pass along cost savings to you. We're proving every single day that that 20 to 40% is true across a great variety of products. And as we extend our catalog to offer 100% of what every practice, in, in this example, dentist wants to buy, it's only going to get stronger, that value prop, right? Which means that we can save that 50%. Sure, right now, maybe it's we reduce it down to 30, 25. But eventually, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll maximize that to whatever bottom layer that is. It's not just medical supply procurement. That is that administrative. I'm eyes wide up. But it is. it becomes, when you break it down, quite a lot of that time management that we're just absolutely deleting from the, the headache of the system. So who services, like you're, you're mentioning equipment, but if, you know, I mentioned x-rays before, if, if somebody comes to you and they buy an x-ray through this system, is it still the main company, the main manufacturer is going to service all of that stuff? But if I have a problem, like does Button also provide a solution for customer service? Like let's say, uh, let's say that the, the x-ray manufacturer, um, I mean, first question, first question, who services it? Yeah, so... When it comes to equipment, it becomes infinitely more complex, right? And the service models that are attached to them. And we let the manufacturers take care of the majority of that. And, they would, the, and then I would reach out to them uh, once I've purchased through Button on that. If I had a customer service issue. Yeah, um, no. So we, we absolutely um, 
take pride in the fact that we're offering service in a wide variety of ways, right? It's part of being a tech company is that we get the chance to offer that service that you would expect, I guess, from, from a large distributor that you don't get because you can't get your rep on the phone. So your customer service path at one of those other distributors is try to contact the person that sold it to you, right? And then maybe there's a 1-800 number, maybe there's something that you get as a, an additional benefit for when you march into equipment, but usually you're trying to reach the account representative that you know sourced the goods for you. At Button, we have completely reimagined what customer service can mean for each one of these people. So we have customer service reps that are live 24 seven directly on the website. And oftentimes it's as simple as Q and A, right? Uh, that Q and A we can automate, that Q and A we can make available on our website, that Q and A that we can make readable if you don't wanna talk to someone, if you just wanna chat, right? And then we also have customer service agents that are live um, here in the office today and, and all, the, all around the country. And we also have account management for those that want the more handholding experience of customer support and service. And eventually what that looks like is, you know, we're going to have clinician specific support for each one of these products for all 100% of what a doctor's office needs to purchase. So we, um, we've completely sort of said that you know, doctors have questions about things. They have, they want questions answered about the quality of product, about you know what this tool might do versus another tool, and we want to make sure that we're not just discounting all of those questions and therefore offering a digital experience, right? We want to make sure that we're offering the same service expectations that a distributor offers or a manufacturer offers them today, empowered by an amazing digital experience that makes it all phenomenally better. Awesome. You know, JT, uh, if somebody wants to reach out to Button and and push that button, how do they get started? Absolutely. Yeah, Button's completely uh, free to use and easy to use. Um, it's as simple as going on our website and searching for one of the products that you need or, or you love. And um, also recognizing that we have an additional 2.5 million SKUs that aren't listed today on our platform. Um, that are available to you. So if you wanted to get in touch, as simple as opening a chat or uh, reaching out um, to our sales team, which is available on the website, or you can just, if you never want to talk to us and you just want to purchase products, you can do that as well through an easy e-commerce experience. JT Garwood, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, Chris, thanks so much for having me. This is fun.
JT, what I'm uh, so almost like an inter, uh, like a I'll kind of jump in, Natalie, and sort of interrupt him. Um, and so the uh, the biggest thing, JT, that I'm hearing when I think about kind of your immediate benefit to the practice is when I have supplies in my practice. So, uh, you know, from an optometric standpoint, the things that we use would be like kind of our consumables would generally be like medications, specifically drops that we'd use in the office or things that we might sell to our patients over the counter medications. Uh, some practices would sell prescription medications, but not many of them. Uh, and then um, other consumables, I suppose the consumables we have would be like toiletries and tissues and, you know, uh, sterile types of, of things that can allow us to, you know, like, um, like steroid, like dental bibs, right? We use those for certain things. So is that mainly what you're streamlining that process of ordering? Yeah, it's very all inclusive of everything that you described. Pharm pharmaceuticals are an interesting umbrella underneath this topic, um, that are being addressed by a wide variety of companies. And we focus more specifically on the medical supplies themselves rather than the pharmaceuticals, but button does also offer, uh, quite a wide variety of pharmaceutical, you know, not typical over the counter X, Y, Z, but, um, really when you're getting into some of the different classes. And so what we focus on, um, is also aiming to offer a hundred percent of what each practice across the country purchases. Right. And so today, you know, that's understanding who our customers are and understanding what types of products that they're looking for. Obviously, we start with the highest demand products that every practice across the country is using. Right. And from there, we're able to actually pinpoint where are the other aspects of the practice that we want to um, go serve, whether it's pharmaceuticals or whether it's equipment, um, whether it's some of the cleaning supplies that you mentioned. We want to be the place that doctors feel comfortable visiting and understanding that this marketplace is built for you, right? We have the supplies that you need. And quite frankly, that doesn't exist today. And so we saw a gap in the market and an understanding that if we can improve the time and experience and still meet the service expectations that each one of these doctors have for their distributors, then we could when you think about really the big. you know so you you mentioned equipment so from a distributor standpoint you would partner so you would actually become the distributor for all the things and and essentially if if a you know let's just say an x-ray machine uh, that a number of your doctors uses and likes then you would reach out to the company that manufactures that x-ray machine and say look we we've got a marketplace for this where people are already coming is that is that correct can you explain that process yeah, absolutely. It's, it is very similar to the process you described. Um, one beautiful part about being a technology enabled platform is that we uh, are agnostic, right? With our equipment and our suppliers, the way that the system's currently built is that many of these distribution centers have to be based on the types of practices that they're serving. Right. And so if um, someone in, let's say state of Washington, a distributor wants to serve all the dentists in the state of Washington, most of their inventories and warehousing have to be based around the fact that it's what a dental practice needs in the state of Washington. And it's really limiting when you start to think about that and how that scales, right? You're limited by the warehouse space, you're limited by the customer count, you're limited by your inventory levels. And so you never actually think about expanding because it's all about man maintaining. And that's a lot of the reason that this process has been left outside of the digital transformation that we've seen across other industries that have been in this sort of antiquated distribution approach. And so what Button is able to offer is we can partner with a wide variety of distribution centers sourced from multiple manufacturers. We aren't tied to a single line and we're actually only interested in partnering with the lowest cost providers. So if we can, you know, source these materials at a less expensive cost, cut out the middlemen and deliver them to each one of our customers, just like has been done, you know, across every other industry, except for medical distribution, it feels like we're going to save each one of these practices huge, huge amounts of money. You know, we're seeing 20 to 40% on average when customers switch to button. And we're going to continue to do that for so every how does, practice across So the country. where does the cost savings come in? Is it because, is it because you can now say for um, paper towels, right? We'll just pick a widget that everybody needs, right? So paper towels in your office. Um, you're, you're just buying in bulk and then you're shipping in, in you know, you're distributing it to uh, where you can kind of maybe five or six offices in one location, 
or in one area need that so you can get a discount on shipping and that all the logistics are taken care of like tell me about that that cost savings and you've also sourced it you know less expensively absolutely the you nailed it on the head with there there's definitely an economies of scale factor here at play you know once we have greater customers we can get better rates on every single one of these factors that lessen the cost of a to run our business but more fundamentally it goes back to our business model versus theirs right and when you think of a technology company versus a a medical distributor you know the inventories the warehouse expense right the property plant equipment that goes along along with that um, all of the capabilities that you would have to build out, we don't carry that. Well, why same not? Cost why don't structure. you have to house anything if and you're going to distribute lack, everything to to me? How does that How does that work? We partner with all distributors across the country, so our distributors keep on, you know, becoming the and continue to be the master distributor. They're now funneling new sales through okay. Button. Okay, great. Keep going. Sorry, I interrupted. No worries. Uh, so on top of that, you know, it's it's the fundamental cost structure of the business allows us to pass additional savings to each one of our customers that medical distributors just fundamentally cannot today. Their business model cannot support what Button is able to offer because where we gain 10, 20%, they cannot make up for because that's the way that their business runs. The other side of it is that typically what's happening is that each one of these local doctors are partnered with a sales rep. Right, and this sales rep is responsible for coming into the office, for selling them the products, making sure that they're comfortable. But the way that that salesperson is incentivized is to mark up each one of the products to the maximum amount that they can, right, to get a higher commission rate. And so that allows huge differentiation between the price of product that one practice might be paying versus another. So for example, it's very common that you hear about, let's just take an example of a, you know, two ODs that have set up maybe a couple miles away from each other and why you hear about the pricing discrepancy even though they're purchasing the same product from the same sales rep from the same company right it's because maybe one isn't so great at negotiating right or maybe one isn't buying a lot of one product and is in favor of another product that the company gets less margin on i fundamentally believe that that process is borderline criminal right we cannot allow doctors our most important resources across the country to just be at the whim of a sales rep's ability to sell harder into the account. And so if we standardize this experience through technology and through pricing transparency, we're gonna continue to pass along a ridiculous amount of savings as we continue to serve more and more of which each one of these doctors needs. Um, and that's yeah, the third point, which is pricing transparency, right? When, yeah, when you're upfront about the cost of the product, um, turns out that you save a lot of people money. Right, because they're going to go look at what they're paying for it, just like we all do now when we're searching, you know, Amazon and five other sites for the products that we love at home. A lot of those behaviors are now funneling their way into the business, right? And these B two B purchases are starting to get price compared more more than ever before. Um, and so we're riding a little bit of that wave um, now that doctors are doing that. And the reason that doctors were doing that is because of the pandemic, right? It's because they couldn't get some of these supplies from their local distributor. So for the first time ever, they looked online. And that's been you know, a huge funnel for us because more doctors are getting comfortable with uh, online shopping. But secondly, you know, I think it goes back to your paper towel example. Some folks are still going to retail. When you can provide a B2B price for what is typically retail, we allow the economies of scale to work in our favor. And it's not like you're going to the store and buying straight off the shelf, you're buying like a business should buy. Um, so we're implementing all of those abilities plus more to pass along cap you know, cost savings you, to our customers. So when you say about when you talk about supply chain issues, um, the it strikes me that if again we'll use the paper towel as the example, if if we're talking about a paper towel and you have distributors all over the country, or you have a distributor that you've sourced at the lowest price, um, do you have multiple distributors so that you don't have kinks in the supply chain? How does that work? Absolutely, yeah. We, we have a great variety of distributors um, that funnel into our platform, and you know we're also helping them digitally transform the way that they're doing business, whether it's live inventories or thinking about supply chain optimization and how technology can help with each one of those. But um, we constantly see ourselves as on a mission to serve 100% of what each doctor, no matter what type of practice across the country offers. That fundamentally means that we will have to 
source from a wide variety of distributors and manufacturers. And so when you when you approach those um, those distributors and manufacturers, what do they do with their sales force, or what does the what does the widget company do with their sales force? They still have them, I would guess. Um, but they're, are they scaling back? Are they, have they, it's just a, a dying breed for that type of widget or what, what are you seeing? It's two-sided, right? Because we have a lot of things going on in the macroeconomic environment. You got to stop. Ma- what do you mean by macroeconomic? Across the country. Okay. Um, so what's going on in the economy? And so the downturn that we're up against and, you know, seeing what businesses are having to cut back on and look for cost savings. And so naturally, the first place that a lot of these manufacturers and distributors are looking is to, um, you know, squeeze their sales forces, right? And ask for them to create additional profitability at less customer service to their existing customers. So that means that, you know, maybe a sales rep that was serving 100 doctors in a certain area is now serving 500 doctors, you know, and still being asked to produce the same results, if not more. Um, we're also seeing price increases on particular products, right? Which is baffles me after two years of increased spending due to the shortages driven by the pandemic, that we're now gonna go back to the doctors and ask them to spend more. That's something that I'm very passionate about is why, why should we do that? Why do we have to do that in the name of profitability? I don't, I don't think so. And then, you know, additionally, on top of that, we keep going back to this fact that, you know, people want to use digital ordering to move the ball forward, right? We've had it in our personal life. We're starting to have it in multiple facets of our business. Why shouldn't we be able to price compare top products that our businesses are buying on the internet, right? Those distributors, those incumbent distributors don't want you to do that. But they, they want to pa- want but they want to partner with you, right? Else. So if they're partnering with you, then you're going to be a place that's going to allow me to come in. And so if I have a distributor A that does paper towels, distributor B that does paper towels, you're saying on the one hand, they need to partner with you because their sales force is decreasing. But on the other hand, they don't want to have to necessarily show, they don't want to ha- have both of their pricing displayed at the same time, but you are doing that. So they must have enough upside and not having to have the sales force where they're willing to compete with one another on a, on a one-to-one basis. Is that correct? It's semi-correct. There's some parts of it where they're just not competing, right? These are highly localized businesses and they're often very focused on the type of practice. So let's take it up a, another level from your paper towel example to okay. the brand of paper towel, right? If we are talking about two different brands of paper towels, Maybe brand one is really good with dentists and brand two is really good with ODs. It's going to incentivize both to want to get into the channels that they don't currently have access to. So Button uses that to our advantage, right, in this scenario. We want doctors, both kinds, we don't discriminate against which ones that we're, we're serving. We want both of them to have that wonderful experience of price savings. So if the dentists are paying more than the ODs, hmm. maybe we deserve to uh to pass that cost savings of brand one on to brand two right and so it's um it's multifaceted but it's a lot to do with market share every single one of these brands wants more market share and the brutal honest truth is that none of them have developed a solid digital strategy or a solid e-commerce strategy today and they have been refusing to because they thought this wave was never going to Mm. come to medical supply and then the COVID 19 pandemic hit and suddenly everyone was purchasing these supplies through the internet. And so we're really um, positioned well, I think, to be the provider that can save people quite a bit of money, um, as well as be a great partner for every single one of these manufacturers who want more market share. With so how would, I, how, would, how would you stack up against the smiley face arrow? Uh, you know, there's some of this stuff that we're talking about that somebody could do that, but obviously, I, you know, I suspect that there's a lot of the things we're talking about that they are not, they don't have access to, but, but how do you stack up against kind of that platform versus your platform? Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to sit here and pretend that, um, Amazon can't do whatever they want in whatever you want them space to buy that you. they enter into <laughs> and they're going <laughs> to, no, not at all. They, uh, they do things extremely well. Right, and we all know that. We all have had extreme benefits of that for the past 15 years. And I think that that's only going to continue. But 
quite frankly, I, I think one of the reasons that we don't see it as much in this, in this space is because there is a lot of complexity to medical supplies. You know, I always say in every single discussion, let's not forget that doctors have been getting their medical supplies pretty well for the past, you know, history of, of medical supply procurement, right? The system works. And that's important to recognize when we're talking about this topic. Is the system optimized is the question that we're now talking about. It works, correct. Can technology and digital enabled experiences optimize it? When we start to getting into pricing models, right? When we start getting into pharmaceuticals that require specific licensing, right? When we start getting into GPO contracts, right? And all of those technology innovations that don't exist today to verify some of those aspects of purchasing, I think that's the reason why we haven't seen the smiley face company dive headfirst into this because it's a complex model and you need someone who understands it, understands how uh, the metrics work, understands what the doctors need and someone that's so hardcore with technology and is willing to put up and go through some of those barriers and buttons really express that we want to be that company and we are going to be that company because of the innovations that we're making on the platform side. So. We're built for doctors, right? We're not built for the masses. And we're okay with that because we want to be the platform that serves that community. So do you have, um, are, are you serving, do hospital systems have enough complexity already built into their supply chain management that they are still using their own, their own systems or have they offloaded to you? Are you primarily serving kind of um, small to medium sized doctor's offices? What's, what's your experience so far in the, in the clients? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. We, we focus very specifically on pretty much everyone outside of the health system. Um, we do have some focus and we're there for a more stopgap solution for some of those larger hospitals and health systems. We do serve, you know, the smaller facilities that might exist within a health system. You know, as we know, we've seen these massive conglomerates pop up and start yeah. to gobble practices across well, the country. I'm going to pause that. Uh, so so you've seen that, happens, that as well. You're seeing that you're you're seeing people. Absolutely. What is the from your perspective? Because you kind of, uh, I won't say an outsider because obviously you guys are involved in in um, in uh, obviously healthcare related things, right? But you also have this business acumen that puts you slightly outside of what we see as clinicians and as business owners, small businesses owners every day. What is your sense of? I want to, I'm diverting a little bit, but this is interesting to me to get your perspective is what's your sense of, sure. of how that's playing out and who's going to be left holding the bag and, and kind of give me, yeah, give me your sense of that. I'd say uh, it's, it's a very complex issue, first of all, and there's many different, the, the reason I lead with that is not to divert an answer. It's to acknowledge that it's not just systems, right. That are gobbling up, you know, smaller practices there's a good value prop there, right? When we talk about 50% of back office responsibilities are now what clinicians are responsible for. You think about that and you think if uh, someone came to you and said, we can remove that 50% from your plate or we can make that 50% 10%, that's a great offer. That's something that I think most folks would jump at the opportunity to do with, you know, partner that with a, with a cash, you know, payout and XYZ and maybe it's liquidation, maybe it's the economy and what we're seeing. Um, but we also have private equity in play, right? This has always been a huge factor in this in this sector. It's not just systems rolling up to become bigger systems. It's investors that see, you know, a majority of these small businesses that are under optimized because of the lack of economies of scale, right? You can't, you don't have buying power. You can't get discounts on all of these things. And so the way that I've always looked at it um, from an outsider is that just like most things, it has its goods and bads, right? It has its complexities. It has its, you know, it's, it's streamlining capabilities. Um, I think that in general, um, the big struggle comes post integration, right? So it's after, you know, one of these family offices decides to join the umbrella. What I've had the conversation with both at the health system level and at the family practice level is that maybe that reduction from 50% down to 0% of back office responsibilities mm. doesn't actually mm. happen um, as aggressively maybe as everybody hopes it does. And it goes back to your initial point. It's because health systems have very complex, very sound procurement methods that work for big hospitals, right? And so you're taking a tonnage business 
lots of materials all the time, moving in and out, tracking, cycling, and you're trying to replicate that with what is more of a one-off purchase business at the at the family office level. And so marrying those two complex, yeah. uh, sorry, marrying those two um, situations is complex, right? And Button actually is a great solution. And where we have worked with health systems is to integrate with those new onboarded family offices because you know what we can do is say, how about you just give them Button, right? They have access to their entire catalog. They can shop whenever they want. They can get it. And we just funnel you the bill right within the system and then no one's disrupted everybody gets the same level of service and you still get the discounting that a large system would get but the family office gets to reap the yeah. benefits of that so um lots of different well ways, i think but we're excited i think to that point i mean it, it could also for the for this um family office that wants to remain a family office uh it obviously gives them another system to to reduce that burden so tell me on average if you're if you're saying 50 percent is is what we're spending on administrative tasks uh in our practices um uh, you know let's say the average dental practice how much would you reduce that 50 percent by uh if they were able to switch to button so i think off the top it's got to be close to 20 to 30 percent depending on the practice but let me tell you the reasons why so usually what's happening especially during the pandemic especially over the past two years you have a front office resource hopefully if you don't have that right that primarily falls on the doctor and you have someone like i mentioned coming into your office maybe a couple times a week maybe it takes you what we're seeing is somewhere between three and six depending on the size of your practice different distributors to actually source what it is that you need to run your business and so those three to six conversations should be one conversation, first of all, right? So there should be a grouping of that, but it's just not how the industry's built. You have to go somewhere for your pharmaceuticals, you have to go somewhere for your equipment, you have to go somewhere, um, you know, who knows, for all the different differentiation that you might have. You might have to still stop by Costco, right, to buy your gloves or, or whatever it is that you need. And so you take that, that three to six and you bring it down to one. How much cost savings can that implement just off the bat, right? And then you say, what if that one conversation isn't a phone call, it isn't a meeting, it isn't a fax, it isn't me sending a Excel sheet usage report to this vendor saying, this is what I need, what prices do you have? You're not taking that back to price compare against other websites where you can, can't really find anywhere else to price compare. You're not calling the other distributor to see if they can price match. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving the most dramatic example, but I all to highlight that this is very real. And what Button does is says, you don't have to do that. When you purchase with us, you know that our business model is fundamentally built to pass along cost savings to you. We're proving every single day that that 20 to 40% is true across a great variety of products. And as we extend our catalog to offer 100% of what every practice, in, in this example, dentist wants to buy, it's only going to get stronger that value prop, right? Which means that we can save that 50%. Sure, right now, maybe it's, we reduce it down to 30, 25. But eventually, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll maximize that to whatever bottom layer that is. It's not just medical supply procurement that is that administrative, I'm eyes wide up. But it is, it becomes when you break it down quite a lot of that time management that we're just absolutely deleting from the So who services, the like you're, you're mentioning equipment, but if, you know, I mentioned x-rays before, if, if somebody comes to you and they buy an x-ray through this system, is it still the main company, the main manufacturer is gonna service all of that stuff? But if I have a problem, like does Button also provide a solution for customer service? Like let's say uh, let's say that the the x-ray manufacturer, um, I mean, first question, first question, who services it? Yeah, so when it comes to equipment, it becomes infinitely more complex, right? And the service models that are attached to them. And we let the manufacturers and they would, take And then care I would reach out to them uh, once I purchased through Button on that, if I had a customer service issue. It's dependent. Yeah, um, no. So we, we absolutely um, take pride in the fact that we're offering service in a wide variety of ways, right? It's part of being a tech company is that we get the chance to offer that service that you would expect, I guess, from, from a large distributor that you don't get because you can't get your rep on the phone. 
So your customer service path at one of those other distributors is try to contact the person that sold it to you, right? And then maybe there's a 1-800 number, maybe there's something that you get as a, an additional benefit for when you march into equipment, but usually you're trying to reach the account representative that you know sourced the goods for you. At Button, we have completely reimagined what customer service can mean for each one of these people. So we have customer service reps that are live 24 seven, directly on the website. And oftentimes it's as simple as Q&A, right? Uh, that Q&A we can automate, that Q&A we can make available on our website, that Q&A that we can make readable if you don't wanna talk to someone, if you just wanna chat, right? And then we also have customer service agents that are live um, here in the office today and, and all, the, all around the country. And we also have account management for those that want the more handholding experience of customer support and service. And eventually what that looks like is, you know, we're going to have clinician specific support for each one of these products for all 100% of what a doctor's office needs to purchase. So we, um, we've completely sort of said that, you know, doctors have questions about things. They have, they want questions answered about the quality of product, about, you know, what this tool might do versus another tool. And we wanna make sure that we're not just discounting all of those questions and therefore offering a digital experience, right? We wanna make sure that we're offering the same service expectations that a distributor offers or a manufacturer offers them today, empowered by an amazing digital experience that makes it all awesome. phenomenally better. You know, JT, uh, if somebody wants to reach out to Button and and push that button, how do they get started? Absolutely, yeah. Button's completely uh, free to use and easy to use. Um, it's as simple as going on our website and searching for one of the products that you need or, or you love. And um, also recognizing that we have an additional 2.5 million SKUs that aren't listed today on our platform um, that are available to you. So if you wanted to get in touch, it's as simple as opening a chat or uh, reaching out um, to our sales team, which is available on the website, or you can just, if you never wanna talk to us and you just wanna purchase products, you can do that as well. JT Garwood, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, so, hey, so uh, hang tight. I'm going to do a quick intro. Um, well, you don't have to stay for it, but if you if you jump off, just wait to before you completely log off. Like you could um, then just wait until it gives you an uploaded, and actually you're almost there. So I'll just do a quick intro, and then we'll get off, make sure we get all your video. And then Natalie will edit all this up. It sounds like as far as our time, timeline goes, you're probably going to release – uh, a week from this next Monday, maybe two weeks from that. Uh, but she'll give you all the, the kind of edited version of it, and you can um, say, hey, I didn't mean to say this. I need to change it. I'm, I don't need any gotchas. So if there's something you weren't comfortable with, um, let us know. Um, so I'll, I'll do an intro. Um, great. Hello and welcome to the Crystal Podcast on iCode Media. Today I had a great conversation with JT Garwood, and we talked about supply chain issues with medical supplies and uh, figuring out ways to streamline that through their company called Button. It was a really interesting conversation for me. Please enjoy our conversation, and as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, write a review, and share it with your friends. All righty. So um, 